Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, a rather odd story concerning St. Connell's College in Dublin. A number of ex-students have asked for an apology from the Board of Management concerning a man who taught there for 30 years. Not only is it alleged that he physically assaulted pupils, but he was also a former SS officer. Ronan McGreevy from the Irish Times has been writing about this. Good afternoon, Ronan. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, so who was this chap? This guy was, uh, his name was Louis uh, Foutrain. He was a Breton nationalist, part of uh, an organisation called Bezin Paro uh, that uh, collaborated with the Nazis during the Second World War. Um, being a Breton nationalist, obviously they were looking for an independent, uh, for Brittany as an independent country. They would have taken a lot of... Um, of an example, they would have regarded Ireland as have been has having been an example in terms of um, how a Celtic nation that got independence mm-hmm. from a larger nation. So he was um, part of the SS in in the um, Second World War, and uh, uh, in 1945 he was sentenced to death, and he fled to Ireland and spent the rest of his his days here. Yeah, and when he arrived in Ireland, did he make any attempt to hide his past or his identity? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, and a lot, he wasn't the only one. There was quite a few uh, Breton nationals, some people say as many as 20, who fled Brittany after the Second World War and came to Ireland. Um, a blind eye basically was turned to them. They were regarded in some ways as Celtic nationalists. And they weren't the only ones. I mean, the IRA themselves, for instance, had collaborated with the Nazis during yeah. the Second World War, as did a lot of other organisations like Flemish nationalists and Croatian nationalists and so on. So they were able to uh, basically hide in plain sight here. Um, I mean, you look if you look in the context of the after the Second World War, there are literally millions of people all over the world who are trying to hide from their own past. They're, they're reinventing their names. They're telling people that they were something that they weren't and so on. So Ireland was no different from a lot of countries in that context. Yeah. And uh, uh, Fertrand uh, died in 2009. Yes. Uh, and uh, for all the years he was in St. Condit's, he taught French. Yes. Kind of ironically, given that he... he yes. So one thing is that he, he refused. He refused to consider himself as as a, as, as being French. The whole purpose of of Bez and Perrault was 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 the, their identity was Brit- Brittany or mm. Breton, not French. So yeah, yeah. and he was uh, he was also a very violent teacher. There are many many testimonials, including from uh, Yuki Goni, who is the son of the former Argentine ambassador to Ireland, who was went to the school when he was fourteen in nineteen seventy one, and he talked about. Um, um, Foutain being a very violent teacher, right? Now, you and I know there was nothing unusual about that, that except except not all of them were were former SS officers. Yeah. So he was a literal Nazi here and um, the school knew about it. This is what uh, he says, as as do a lot of other pupils, but did nothing about it at the time. Yeah, no, and also, I mean, apart from the violence... More, there's more than one account where he would ritually humiliate yeah, students, students by uh, name that piece of clothing, and yeah. if he couldn't say it in French, he made you had to take, take it off. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was well known for that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, he was, he was, he was a, 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 a bad yoke, so to speak. Anyway, yeah. but but that's not the main reason that the school that these 
ex-pupils are have raised this subject. The main reason they they have raised it is because he was a Nazi collaborator and a former SS officer who taught at the school for almost 30 years. Uh, the school knew about it and did nothing about yeah. it. Yeah, now, uh, and th- th- there is, you did find an account of him uh, in, uh, it's in St. Conlot's annual from 2014. 2014, yes. And yeah. I'm just going to read very short, uh, um, uh, uh, short account from it. Even though a Breton nationalist who claimed he was teaching the language of the quote-unquote invaders, he was renowned for the wonderful French accent he instilled in all his pupils and the high standard of French they all achieved. A strong disciplinarian, he introduced the communicative method long before most schools. Um, A strong disciplinarian is one uh, way of looking at another is from a former pupil who says, I recall seeing fellow classmates for the slightest transgression being flung across the room, punched or having themselves pulled out of their seats by the hair of their sideburns. So, uh, and then, you know, there's this euphemism, he's a Breton nationalist. Well, what does that mean in the context of um, of the Mm. Second World War? We know what it means. Yeah, and the, uh, uh, he arrived in Ireland, presumably, without a penny in his pocket yes. but he died fairly well got yeah well he I, I believe that uh, his house was sold and, and, and the money was given to some of the money was given to the National Library of Wales for the study of the Breton language Breton and Welsh are very similar languages I think they took that money certainly they did at the time but there's a university in uh, Brittany which refused a 50,000 euros bequest so yeah I mean he did okay out of Ireland in the end of the day yeah now the, the, now in, in, in all, now we uh, asked um St. Connors for a comment, as did Ronan, and no one's heard anything back yet. And in fairness to the current board yeah, they, of management, they have, yeah. there no responsibility for that. And, and that is exactly what uh, Yuki Gonia said, who has written to the school. He said, we know you're not responsible for it, but, you know, it would be important if you were to apologise, it would underline the distance you've travelled and apologise for the action um, that you played no part in, but you but was was carried out under the name that you still bear today. So it's a kind of a retrospective apology by people who had nothing to do with this guy being employed by the school for so long. So we'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, as a, as a point of principle. Whilst I have you here, Ronan, uh, Ronan has has a new book coming out in October the twenty sixth. Uh, it's co- uh, co-authored, I should say. It's called "The Kidnapping: A Hostage, A Desperate Manhunt." And a bloody rescue that shocked Ireland. And this is about the, the kidnapping of Don, Don Tidy, Tidy in 1983. Yes. Yeah, uh, you better explain to people who, for our younger listeners, who Don Tidy was. Well, Don Tidy was uh, was the uh, managing director and the chairman of uh, Quinsworth, which was um, the biggest supermarket chain in Ireland at the time. It's now uh, Super Value. And uh, he was kidnapped by the IRA in November 1983. They demanded uh, a ransom for him of £5 million. He was. Uh, kept in a wood in County Leitrim, Dorada Wood outside um, Ballinamore in County Leitrim for 23 days and was rescued on the 16th of December 1983 when he was rescued uh, to uh, a, a, a private Patrick Kelly and uh, uh, recruit guard the Gary Sheehan were shot dead by the provisional IRA and the gang escaped. Yeah, and... Because when you came in, I was saying, is your work about that? Uh, I thought Tita Heron, because yeah, yeah. it seemed like there was a lot of kidnappings It was a lot of kidnapping at that time by the IRA, Tita Herma, um, Ben Dunn. Yeah. Um, and probably the most famous of all is not even a human being, it's Shargar the Horse, who yeah. was uh, kidnapped in February 1983. And then you had the attempted kidnapping of Galen Weston in August 1983 by the IRA in Roundwood. And then, of course, we have the case of Thomas Niedermeyer, the very famous and tragic case of Thomas Niedermeyer, who was kidnapped by the IRA in 1972. So there's a lot of these type of incidents. Yeah. It was, uh, and with the guards, well... Uh, 
given that with so much of it was going on, were the guards well equipped to deal with this kind of thing? Well, or? that's that's a question we'll be we'll be trying to answer in the book. I mean, it was uh, at the time the Dante of the Tan Tidy kidnapping. It was the biggest manhunt in the history of the state. I mean, there were thousands of guards and mm. army uh, army personnel looking for him. Um, the 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 kidnappers basically shot their way out of uh, a, a guard accord on on two occasions and got away and have been have gotten away with it to this day. To this years day, on. yeah. Though presumably somebody knows who did it. Of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah. Uh, good. Best of luck with that, Ronan. Thanks for coming in to talk to us today. That's uh, Ronan McGreevy. That book, by the way, is out in October the twenty sixth, called The Kidnapping: A Hostage, A Desperate Manhunt, and a Bloody Rescue uh, That Shocked Ireland. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.